The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. and J-Rap Show presents Tangents with Friends. Your source for pop culture. Geek News. Movies and television. Anything else? But no sports. And now here are your hosts, Joe Mays and friends. So it's always a fun time when things just don't go as planned. But anyways, yeah, so we were in a little bit of a loop there, which was fun. Who were the hosts again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> over and over and over again, we were told who the hosts were. Uh, the hosts are Joe Mays and friends, and my friend this evening, for the time being at least, is Mr. Brent Barentshausen, who is actually making... His fourth appearance on Tangents, and right. we've only had four episodes. That's right. So you're I'm, kind of like the de facto I'm a, co-host I'm here. I'm a veteran. You are, you are a veteran, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, I guess the last time we did it was December. Your bachelor party. Oh, no, you're December, right. December, the you're night right. before my wedding. You're December right. December yeah. 29th was the last show. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, yeah. 2016. Think, think about that. How crazy is that? I know. Because so, yeah, the time before that was the night of my bachelor party after we saw Ghostbusters. Right. And then... Then, it was then we did Rogue One in the in the spring, right? And then the the first ever one was December 2015. Technically, um, that's when we did a Joe Mays and J Raf, but we did a Force Awakens recap with uh with right. Greg, right? Um, and oh, your brother was here with yeah. us in studio. Yep. And then I was like, oh, I should do a show just for uh, Star Wars pop culture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we did Rogue One Ghostbuster trailers. That's right. Then we did we your bachelor party down. after seeing Ghostbusters. Right. Then we did December after 29. seeing Rogue One right before mm-hmm. your wedding. And now we're here we are today. So it must mean that there's something else big going on coming up in the foreseeable future about Something we really enjoy, and once again, it's Star Wars. Oh, yes. We've been hit pretty hard with some heavy blows of Star Wars in the past uh, couple weeks. It's been pretty phenomenal with the celebration happening and just 
being bombarded with excellent news. And of course, you and I haven't <clears throat> been able to attend a Star Wars celebration Unfortunately. Um, in person due to lives and things and jobs and so forth. But um, let me just say, Star Wars Celebration live stream, people probably that have gone to Celebration will probably say otherwise, but that Celebration live stream is pretty awesome because I can sit at home like on the couch in my underwear and watch like all of the Star Wars happenings and don't have to wait in like eight hour lines to uh, to enjoy some of it. So I know the lines are kind of part of the experience, I guess, maybe. Yeah, but, for sure. But um, uh, it's kind of nice that on my own time I can go uh, and watch the panels and um, even if I missed one of the panels, I can go back and watch it. So the live stream there for the celebration is pretty cool. And I really... Uh, I really appreciate them doing that because, um, well, you know, somebody would probably videotape it on their cam- camera oh, on their sure. phone and a bad quality version of the panel recording would get out somehow. But um, so the fact that they do that, like a really good quality live stream is very, very cool. So I was, I don't know about you, Joey, but I was watching um, pretty much all the happenings of Star Wars and through the live stream and rewatching. Yeah. Them. As my wife knows too well, can I, pretty much recite some of them because I've watched them so many times. Yes, I, uh, I, I've seen. I didn't see all of them. I, I saw as many as uh, as many as I could consume. I know there's a few that I would like to see and just haven't had the chance to yet. But I, I plan on it. There's a couple that were not live streamed, I believe, and that one of there yeah, was an interview with I, like ILM and like John Knoll, which he he talked a lot, little bit about like the scenes that they found with the with the pilots and stuff like that which i would love to see that panel and i don't think i've seen um a full recording of that panel i don't think that was live i don't stream. i think you're right i also haven't um i haven't seen or i'm not sure if it's available the disney parks oh yeah one. i don't know if I've that seen, is available uh i've seen pirated clips of that i think okay like so somebody in the audience with their phone taking pictures uh taking video but i don't think that was part of the live stream because <laughs> of course i guess there there's multiple um panels happening at the same time is that how it works you have to pick your panels you go to yeah i mean there, there's kind of like i think the well no they, they a lot of them do overlap because okay. i know listening to uh making star wars.net now this is podcasting and one of their um, guest host or recurring host uh, Sal Perales. He's mm-hmm. part of the Rogue Rebels. Sure. He actually was um, kind of like the moderator or the MC for a panel that featured his daughter and her friend mm-hmm. and it was happening during the Last Jedi panel. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, I mean, there was, on well, on Saturday there were 70,000 plus people right. there. And, there and was the what? big stage only fits like 3,000. Yeah. I so, I, I mean, that. there's yeah. plenty of opportunities for other people other things to, happening to yeah. fl- fl- flow over into other areas of the yeah. convention center without a doubt yeah and so so that makes sense and that they can only live stream one thing at a time you know right yeah they always were only streaming one thing so right. and it was always usually the big ones big stages yeah um i i don't think the hasbro panel was streamed or no, recorded i saw again I, I did see a pirated version of that so, some of it anyway when they re- when they re- uh released the information about um, then bringing back the, the the vintage line again of of action figures, but um, that was again it wasn't part of the professional live stream official official live stream, right? So, yeah. All right. So should we watch this trailer and then uh, talk about it a little bit? I know we're not the first 
first uh, group to get out there to do it. But you know, hey, I, as soon as we uh, as soon as we saw it, we were like, we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a date that could work out, and uh, now we're gonna break it down. And uh, we've got, let's see, it's only about a two minute tr- two minute mm-hmm. teaser. I mean, it's officially a teaser. It's not an actual trailer, so we don't expect to get a lot out of it. But it was still cool to see, and there is a lot of interesting attributes and things demonstrated about the movie that we'll talk about but we should all definitely watch it first so let's do that right now yeah, and i've watched this i believe on my phone <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, it, this is the first be, time i think this is my first time watching it actually on a bigger screen which would be nice because yeah i watched it on my phone multiple right. times on my phone but here we go Glad I watched that on the big screen. Yeah, there you Bigger go. Screen. <laughs> I got to notice some details as we were watching that again. Right. So, um, so that was the trailer. Uh, pretty good. Uh, well, yeah. Let's let's start there. What was your first after seeing it? I know it was on your your phone screen, but what was your overall takeaway from it? Did you did you like it? Uh, were you underwhelmed? What, what were your initial feelings? Um, my initial feelings were it gave me everything, and, and <clears throat> I'm under the I'm. To understand that this is just a teaser trailer, right? Yes. This is not a full trailer. So it's not really giving us plot points as I didn't think it would give us any type of plot points. And, you know, a lot of the um, trailers that we see for, uh, we saw for like Force Awakens didn't give us a lot of plot points, which I kind of like. This one, I think for me, was good because it gave us some flashes of some um, just imagery and um, really quick um, shots of of the movie some new things that we've never seen before like those weird b uh b-wing type 
pod racer things and some other um a couple new things um some things we've seen before like and characters we've seen before like ray and finn and leia um and and um poe all kind of looking the same way they looked in episode seven uh with the exception of ray we having um well i guess ray had a lightsaber in episode seven but her training with a lightsaber and um finn in that really weird chamber that he obviously is like a some sort of back to tank kind of pod or something so um for me it wasn't as overwhelming to watch uh, emotionally as as the force awakens was because the force awakens everything was basically new that you saw so what we saw in this one was like oh i recognize her and i recognize him and i recognize that and there's bb-8 again and so for me i thought the the trailer was outstanding but it was it probably didn't strike the chord it did that the other trailers struck with me and if you think about to the celebration trailer from last year with the Force Awakens, where you saw Han Solo and Chewie were home, that wasn't that was a full trailer, right? Right. Yeah. So that obviously um, was was that a teaser? No, that no, was a teaser. That was not the Super Bowl trailer. Not the, the Super Bowl. Uh, it was Olympics in yeah. August, and right. then the final trailer was in October. Okay. Right. So that was technically a teaser. So right. this was along the same lines. I think the big takeaway here was. There was no Chewie were home moment. Right. There right. wasn't this well, giant like instance that caused a massive uproar. Right. Well, and I think I think the Chewie were home moment for this one was the the last scene with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Now, however, the voiceover. However, last year at this time, or last last time we saw Force Awakens trailer, when we saw Chewie and Han in the Falcon, that was the first time we saw anything of them. Right. You know, when we saw the end of this trailer. Oh, look, there's old man Luke Skywalker, which who we saw at the end of Force Awakens. So, of course, we're going to see him in this. So, as as far as shock factor, you know what I mean, that we that we get from this one. And that's why I said emotionally, like, it wasn't maybe as impactful to me because we didn't get that, like, right. we've been waiting to see this character for how long. And now we find – now, if they didn't show Luke Skywalker at the end of Force Awakens and we finally saw a shot of him. Oh, it would have been huge. One, yeah. It would have been way more effective. But, for sure. But um, for the trailer, but maybe not for Force Awakens. But My take on it, a lot of people are freaking out saying this is like, this is the best Star Wars trailer ever. And I'm just like, all right, like, calm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's good. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's very good. And the way I look at it, though, just and just looking at the sequel trilogy and the recent stuff we got and comparing them apples to apples, meaning the first and I have to really qualify this to the first full length teaser because technically we got a pre teaser Thanksgiving a year yes. plus before. Which was about thirty seconds long. Yeah, which right? wasn't very long. You know, you had Finn standing up in the desert yeah. breathing real loud. Uh that has been an awakening. Yeah, and yeah. we got to see Kyle and the lightsaber. So mm. a lot of iconic things happened in that first like pre teaser. Mm. But the same time frame for teaser releases here at Celebration in twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen, I think Force Awakens at Celebration Anaheim had a bigger wow moment. Right. And that's why I'd say it's my favorite teaser. I, I like it better so, yeah. than this teaser, but it's mostly because of the way it ended. Mm -hmm. Overall, The Last Jedi is a better teaser because yeah. it gives you more. Right. Not like you said, it doesn't give away plot, but you get to see parts of the movie right. that doesn't ruin the story for right. you, but you still get to see new ships. Yep. 
You get to see the main characters, most right. of them, right. at least. Back know, in action again. We didn't see, obviously, Snoke or Hux. No, uh, very or, little Kylo Ren. Or Kelly Marie Tran. We didn't see character. any of the new characters. We didn't right. see Benicio Del Toro. We didn't right. see Laura Dern. We didn't see True. Kelly Marie Tran. I right. expect we'll start to see those with the first official trailer. I completely agree. Which I assume will probably be July. Um, is that when uh, Comic-Con is? Well, Is Comic-Con in July? If we're getting any Star Wars, it'll be at D23. Uh, they moved D23 yeah. to the week before San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, well, that's good. So I would think we'd get a trailer there. Yeah, I think they're going to keep all the Disney stuff in-house. They're going to do that. They're going to do... Yeah, it makes sense. Right. So now we... We got... Uh, you know what? I, well, I think we messed up the trailer things for Force Awakens. No, because we had... Black Friday, right? Black Friday was the pre-teaser. Right. Celebration Anaheim was the teaser. Right. Were there two trailers, though? Because we said Olympics. Olympics didn't happen in 2015. No, that was Rogue it One. It was the football one. It was after Monday Night right, Football. Right. That was October, but that was one. We got one trailer for right. Force Awakens in so, October. Right. But the one I guess at Celebration was more like a... That's a teaser. That's a teaser, So I there guess. weren't two trailers. Rogue One got two right. trailers. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We got a teaser mm-hmm. in March, which we talked about. Yeah, the same sh- same show as Ghostbusters. Then right. we got a Rogue One trailer with the Olympics. So in essence, in there August. Were... Then we got another Rogue One trailer in October. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Force, Force Awakens, Awakens had a pre-teaser, three. a teaser, yeah. and a trailer. Right. Well, Rogue right. One gave us a teaser and two trailers. Right. So what will Last Jedi get? Mm. Are we gonna? We got our teaser. We'll definitely get one trailer, but will they wait till the fall for a new trailer six months from now, or will they mm. show? Or like we also for Force Awakens, we got the behind the scenes at San Diego right. Comic Con with you know that what? cool concert. As much as I hate to. to say it, as much as I hate to say it, since we just got a trailer in in July, I could see them doing it behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I'm leaning that way too. Yeah, I think um, I think, and I think you're you're right. I think around maybe <laughs> September. October, I'd say we'll get, probably October. We'll get in. We'll get the full. That trailer. would be my guess because yeah. that's you know about two months away from the movie coming mm-hmm. out. The interesting thing though, and we talked about this before the show, the Han Solo standalone movie comes out basically thirteen months yeah. from now. So there, uh, I was just talking. Joey and I were just talking about this kind of before we uh, hit the air here, and that's going to be quite the uh, marketing conundrum for them to have a Star Wars movie coming out in December and then have to really work fast and furious with promoting another movie that happens five months out six months after that right that's gonna be crazy i mean right now um they have they had rogue one come out then the rogue one blu-ray dvd combo right and then it's basically two weeks after that was released they're like oh and here's a trailer for episode eight and and um they don't they don't waste any time but they do definitely make sure they don't overlap as to not confuse their audience um, and I don't know how they're going to be able to accomplish that with the movies being in December, if episode eight, and then again right away in May for the, My, the Han Solo movie. Yeah, I, I know people will want to say, oh, don't you think they'll put a, a teaser with The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid that might it confuse, confuse people. It could confuse the non-hardcore fans. But and, do they wait until January to start promoting Han Solo? That's only four months. No, of they don't. They don't. And so that they're gonna they're gonna have to start promoting the Han Solo movie before the Last Jedi comes out. I would think so. Maybe a teaser comes out. A teaser they... Black Friday. Uh, 
Ooh. Teaser Black Friday trailer in March, mm. movie in May, something like that. That could happen. But when what's what's happening in March where they could te- where could they could kind of attach that uh, to? Star Wars is so big it can make its own thing. You yeah, know? there's you're no right. celebration next year. So. But they always seem to attach it to something big, whether it's a it's a convention. March Madness is about the only uh, thing yeah. on TV that I would think would be a yeah. big draw, unless we finally get that famed. And well, let me ask falsely you attributed Super Bowl trailer. I was gonna say, there's never been a Star Wars Super Bowl trailer, despite Bar- people right. saying there has been. No Star Wars movies have ever been promoted during the Super Bowl. Well, I think I think this is the perfect time. February would be a that's usually when mid February, early February, oh, early February. Mm. Well, it might be a little. It early. depends if they're gonna if they're gonna do a teaser and two trailers. February would make sense because then right. you release another one maybe in like mid April, six weeks before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, a nice breakup where you do teaser. Um, like around Thanksgiving, first trailer at the Super Bowl, second trailer, uh, end of, or mid April, and then six weeks later, the movie comes out. True. Yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk on no, solo. We're, we're here to, we're talk, here to talk, talk episode, episode eight, eight, the last Jedi. And uh, one, well, the last tangent yeah. before we get on today, officially announced episode nine is mm. releasing May, 2019. So then we're getting three Star Wars movies within the next year and a half. Yes. Yeah. No one's complaining. Nope. I mean, we both <laughs> said we like that the, at least the, no, excuse me, at least the saga films were December because that kind of was mm-hmm. fun to do around the holidays. Yeah, I, I have to say, like, the last two years have been kind of now a tradition, like, oh, it's December. Let's go to Time a Star, Star Wars, Wars. Movie. Yeah, right before Christmas time. And I have to say, like, marketing that around Christmas time with new toys and the toys come out in October, you know, or November. And, and and the movie comes out in December. Like it's pretty smart for them. Um, I know that summer releases for movies are usually the the best, but the last two Star Wars movies that came out made over a billion dollars. I mean, episode episode seven made over two billion dollars, if I'm correct. And episode and Rogue One made over a billion. Yeah. Over a Worldwide. billion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I saw. Not only is Star Wars nine coming out in May 2019. The fourth Avengers movie comes out mm. that month, and then a month later, the live action Lion King comes out. Ooh. So it's going basically to be a, Disney in Disney. six weeks is probably going to rake in billions. four billion dollars, billions of dollars. Because each, each of those movies will make a billion dollars, right? Yeah, each of those millions movies will make a billion dollars. I mean, look how much did uh, we're talking worldwide cumulative gross? Uh, obviously, how, how, how much did uh, Beauty and the Beast make? Well, that, I, I mean. saw that movie and it was great. I have yeah. not and, seen it yet. Kelly yeah. and I will see it as soon as we can. It was uh, fantastic. And I've seen the original, obviously, the cartoon. We grew up on that. Yeah, it that was, was great. Movies. It was actually in our uh, movie Madness Final Four. Have to say, have to say that I think the live action version is better. Good. Hey, I'm an Emma Watson say. fan. So. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're going to want to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Kelly and I will definitely see it. We're yeah. very excited for that. We're also big Josh Gad fans who hosted the uh, celebration panel, the Last yeah. Jedi panel. He was and, awesome uh, in the panel, and he was great in the movie. Speaking yeah. of Disney and release dates, Frozen 2, November 2019. Mm, I still haven't seen Frozen 1, but oh, you well, would know way more it. about it's, that it's having fun. two Yeah, well, obviously, the... my girls are absolutely in love with Anna Elsa, mm-hmm. Kristoff Sven, and, and Olaf, and uh, all the songs from that. So they're, they're big into Moana right now, but uh, uh, Frozen, that... was, uh, Frozen was a big thing for a good two years. I heard Moana was extremely underrated. Yes. Like extremely yeah. underrated like it didn't perform as well at the box office but people are saying didn't it get didn't it get some shout outs for like uh, it was nominated for academy, for academy awards. awards yeah and so. it should have won for best original song 
uh, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote part of the oh. soundtrack, and the soundtrack is incredible. Well, and that is what we listen to every day. I'm sure in the yeah. car every day. Well, we I, I think I heard your daughter on uh, chat. Dad chats yes. with Nat singing. Nat, some of yeah, it. Nat chats with Dad. Sorry. Yeah, well, Nat chats with Dad. And the nice thing about it, at least uh, from a parent standpoint, is is she doesn't just pick the ones that are like cute and funny or like meant to sing along with she actually listens to the instrumental tracks too oh really uh, now some of them are upbeat huh. so she likes to dance to them yeah. but like we always start the soundtrack at the beginning and the first two aren't songs that you would they're think just a like kid orchestral would listen arrangements. To. they're more yeah, yeah they're more orchestral arrangements yeah. or there's like native singing you okay. know because it's based on that culture right. right but like they they love it so we listen to like the first we have the deluxe soundtrack that came with our pre-order purchase of the movie so it has like 52 tracks on it or something like that. Yeah, that's so cool. So it's the entire score, all the uh, singing ones, and then some of the instrumental notes and some of the even like test songs that they didn't that they kind of changed before mm. it came out. So it's a cool Whoa, addition. That's but, cool. Like the uh, deluxe edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a huge, massive album, 52 songs, I think. And we listened to uh, the first like 10 to 12, like just on repeat. Mm. So obviously she likes... Uh, the one that the, that Moana sings. Right, That's right, one right. of her favorite. But there's one that she also sings to, and at the end she um, sings very loudly, I am Moana. Well, a four-year-old just screams that at the top of her lungs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. Yeah. Disney knows how to do it, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll tell you they what. They got it down. So let's take a look at the Last Jedi trailer and point out a few things here over the next – uh, 15 minutes or so that we want to point out and bring to people's attention or just single things out that we've had or have heard talked about on the many podcasts mm -hmm. that we listen to. So obviously it starts in the, the normal fashion. Yeah, I didn't know what this was at first. It looked like stars and then all of a sudden... I thought it was... I was like, is this an asteroid? Yeah. Boom. Hand. And for once again, in, in a teaser trailer, we get a character ga grasping for breath. Uh, gasping for air. You get Lucasfilm logo. It was mm -hmm. nice to see Ray back. Right. Figured it probably would start with her. Then you get the Mark Hamill voiceover, a shot of what we assume is Octu. Octu. Yep. You get the Star Wars music in the background. Do you think his breathe, just breathe lines are in the movie, or do you think that's for the trailer? Because if you Cut remember it. back, mm -hmm. if you remember back panel? to um, no, I was going to say to one of the teasers or trailers for Force Awakens. They had Mark Hamill redo Luke Skywalker's line of the Force is strong as my family. Right, And right. that's not in the movie. Well, when I heard him, Mark Hamill, when, when, when right before they were playing this at Celebration, if you watch the panel, he, he says, he says, right before he walks off the stage, he goes, ooh, I haven't even seen this yet. I just did voiceover for this uh, a couple days ago. Oh, okay. And so whether he these lines are actually in the movie or, Debatable. They're, or they're actually ones that he just – um, recorded for the um, for the trailer. That's yet to be seen. However, I did mention to you, and I only noticed this by watching a, f a full video. We can watch this when we get to the very end. When he says at the end, the words which we already watched, the Jedi must end. It's time for the Jedi. He his actually mouth is speaking. Is, his mouth is moving. I didn't realize that because I wasn't watching it on a bigger right. screen. I was watching it on my darn phone. So um, that is a strong possibility. Keep going. So it's cool to see the uh, rocks levitate. It's very Superman mm -hmm. and DC Comics mm -hmm. that we've seen that if you've watched um, Superman Returns or Batman vs. Superman, we've seen mm -hmm. this. It's a cool imagery. What do you see? Freeze it. Yeah, right so 
Okay, I'm going to take it back a second here and just go over the audio. Now, mm-hmm. I Brent, we think we already talked about this, but I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm going to actually, I'm going to turn up the volume and, and let everyone hear it again. You can kind of hear, yeah, you can kind of hear like a whisper say something. And it is uh, Carrie Fisher saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And then we this see the back of her head. Obviously, here. Carrie Fisher, it's, the late Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. the back of General Leia. We're assuming that this is probably on a starship, as we don't expect there to be a resistance base on a planet, or at least not the main resistance base. Yeah. That's just obviously conjecture. But also, you can see in the back um, over her left shoulder is the outline of a. Bon Cal, mm-hmm. uh, where we think it might be Admiral Akbar. Looks like Admiral Akbar to me. Um, what do you think they're doing in this scene? I'm just kind of thinking that now. She has a start, like a, it, like uh, a to star me, map. I think I, they're looking for Actu. I, I think that, I think they're uh, talking about Luke mm-hmm. and uh, and where he is, or saying Ray, Chewie, and R two took the Falcon and are on Octu. Mm-hmm. So I believe uh, yeah, because with the star map, I mean, we I saw at the end of Episode Seven the star map they had that obviously the whole movie is about that getting the completed piece of the map so they can find luke skywalker and here we are and ray's voiceover is saying you know luke asks what does she see she says light and we see uh we see, Leia. see general organa that pans through was that um billy lord in the background that walked past the screen at the very end there's a character that walks to the left of the screen Right here. Oh, it's hard to tell. Like, no, I don't think, so. don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. But she is back. Isn't her yeah. name Conix or something like that? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. She is in name. this movie, so it could yeah. it very well could be. Kylo Ren's helmet. So then we get Kylo Ren's theme, Kylo Ren's smashed helmet. Now, a lot of people have said, does this happen in a fight? Does he smash it himself? Does Snoke tell him the Smasher? Does a Snoke destroy it? What's going on with Kylo Ren and his helmet? Mm. People were wondering, would we see Kylo Ren with his helmet at all in 8? Because he left it on Starkiller Base when he went to fight Rey and Finn in the forest. So you assume it was destroyed. Now, could he have co- copies? Obviously, he could. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, there's also been reports from making Star Wars that the helmet would be back, but there were some very minor alterations mm-hmm. to it. But by and large, it was the same helmet. Here we're seeing it destroyed. Well, and you see, um, you mentioned about whether or not he destroyed it himself or it was destroyed. You see broken glass around it. Right. Which leads me to believe maybe like he got angry, like as we've seen him, a fit of rage, like we've seen him before. Maybe he throws it at a window or a panel or something like that, breaks, uh, smashes it. I think that's the safe bet is saying he has a meltdown Mm -hmm. uh, and and just, just destroys it either on purpose or uses it as a mean of destruction mm. being upset. You know, he throws tantrums and, and has kind of a loose cannon. So, and Ray's voice over here says darkness. Darkness. And you also hear, I believe, ah, sorry. Um, you also see smoke coming out of his helmet. Oh yeah, you do. And so... I think there's a, there's some, another, uh, besides Ray's voiceover, there's also some murmuring, I think like, uh, the, Leia, oh. help me, Obi Wan. Line. Let's see. I'll turn it up again. See if we can hear yeah, this. Let's listen. Light. 
seduced, seduced by, by the dark, dark side. It, that was um, uh, uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, seduced by the dark he, he side. Say, yeah. of the force. I, uh, basically taken from your father was seduced by the yeah. dark side of the force, or or uh, Darth Vader was seduced by the dark side right. of the force. Right. Surrounds the the force. Basically, the force surrounds us, binds us. Mm -hmm. That line, and we get to see what looks like part of a tree, Tree. maybe. And Mm -hmm. there's rumors about a force tree Mm -hmm. that was debuted in Shattered Empire, a um, graphic novel series Mm -hmm. that led up to the Force Awakens. It takes place after Return of the Jedi. Uh, I believe Han and Leia were married, and Ben was conceived in that time period in that series. Same thing with Poe's parents. Parents, right? Yeah, um, yeah, right. And um, and I don't read all the I don't read all the novels, obviously. But um, you know, this would obviously be an Octu then. Uh, yeah, we're we're expecting this this tree, and there is actually a tree outside on Octu that's been mm-hmm. spotted by uh, MakingStarWars.net. So is this part of that? We don't know. Uh, so well, there's books, maybe Jedi journals, sitting on this shelf in or around this tree. Possibly the journals of the wills, which we, uh, were mentioned in, in Rogue One. Correct. Know, uh, or the the keepers of the wills. And uh, so forth. Yeah, the guardians of the guardians wills. Of the wills. Uh, yeah, the journal of the wills is what Star Wars was supposed to be written in. Like mm-hmm. the, the it was a larger story confined to the journal of the wills, and now we're hearing the wills come back with um, Baze and Shirat were guardians of the wills. Now we see a what look, looks like an old, possibly charred book, uh, and someone's hand is running over it. And the symbol shown here is that of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. The hand you see is a is a gloved hand. So to me, is that a, that's a right hand? Correct. Is Luke's the Luke Luke loses his right hand? Yes. So my guess is that this is Luke's mechanical hand because he does gloved. like to keep it gloved gloved with a brown glove um could be wrong about that could be ray could be ray because she's wearing gloves i don't or... know if she had her gloves but i don't know but you know um maybe han solo left something on the falcon <laughs> these are these are some brown this was one of gloves. my favorite shots from the trailer because seeing that symbol just brings right. back the prequels to me well yeah do do they show that in the prequels they do if they don't show it in the prequels it was heavily, heavily used in the Clone Wars micro series and the Clone Wars TV series. There it yeah, is on my there shoe. It is. It's on your literally on your on shoe. On my shoe here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll we'll show this. We'll, we'll put this. I mean, this is awesome podcasting right here. Look at that. Courtesy of the my wife, Caitlin. Actual symbol is on Brent's shoe. Yeah. That is being shown here in the Last Jedi trailer. I was really excited to see this because whenever they tie the entire mythos and the saga together like mm-hmm. this, I love it. So when this showed up, I was very, very excited. And there's another shot very shortly that also had me very, very excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, that's an awesome shot too because right. we assume that's Luke standing up Luke. higher on the steps watching Rey as she... Learns how to use her blue lightsaber. So the blue lightsaber is back. We're assuming that's going to be raised to keep. Obviously, it was once Anakin's passed down to Luke. He lost it in Empire Strikes Back. It returned in The Force Awakens, and Mm -hmm. here she is training with it. 
uh, in front of a, a set of stones. I know some people think that top stone looks like Yoda. I don't know why he would have an actual real body form if he's going to appear in this movie, which well, Good Money says he is. It would be, um, you know, as a blue force ghost. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. I think people are reaching a little bit Yeah, I bit think there. people are reaching too. Do I think Yoda's going cool to appear in this movie? I, I say yes. I would say he is. But I say he would appear, like you said, as a obviously as a force ghost. And I think we will at least hear more from Obi-Wan. I don't know if we'll see Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, I think we could hear from Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, and I honestly think that uh, the appearance of Yoda will be the Tarkin of this movie. I think we'll hear that there's a really strong possibility he's going to be in it, but when, when, he, when you finally see him and you hear him, it's going to blow people away. I think it's going to be cool. My question is, are they going to do him as a puppet? Are they going to do right. him as, as well, a CG character? Because let's just be honest, the last time we saw Yoda was in 2005 in right. episode three. Right. And, and um, at least in a, in a movie in, in, in a yeah, live in, action non, movie. non-animated version um so uh i think since then even though i thought yoda was pretty well animated in episode two and three uh i think they could they do... reanimated him in one then when they released yes it. right but i still think they could do wonders to i think him. they do a digital version now frank oz was there on set for mm-hmm. filming of the last jedi mm-hmm. he has been asked multiple times now if he is involved with the, the movie and he basically confirmed it by saying that he couldn't talk about yes, it. So yeah. it's and and what a wonderful way to you know. Well, you know, I mean, he's, he's basically telling fans, yeah, I'm going to be in it, but I, he is older, so yeah, yeah. what do you expect? <laughs> it's tough for them to quite understand the non-disclosure agreements. But yeah. he basically just said, yeah, people, I, I can't I talk about it. I'd love to talk about it, but I we're hoping we to. see these Force Ghosts in the Force Awakens, and we didn't get that. Now we got the Force back, mm-hmm. where we got voices, which was mm-hmm. cool. And more and more comes out about those voices all the time. Yeah, but to see Yoda to interact see Yoda, with these characters, especially like, I mean, how what kind of reveal would that be in the movie? Like, if if you if if Luke is all of a sudden like turning around talking, like, I don't know what to do with her. Almost like almost like Obi Wan did, like, and then all of a sudden Yoda appears and like, you know, kind of guides to Luke, you know. But it seems to me that in this movie, Luke is as um much looking for his voice and his role right now as Ray is. And oh, can, for sure. We can get to that at the end, but I, I really think that this is not just going to be about Ray finding herself. This movie's also going to be about Luke finding himself too, amidst um, you know, a dark, dark period between episode six and where we're at now for him. Obviously trying to start a Jedi Order, his nephew um, uh, betraying, betraying him. him and his and his Jedi Causing so much heartache. Yeah, I mean, I I think this was Luke trying to be reinvigorating his passion for the Force, and uh, you know, I think she's going to help him at the same time he helps her. But I don't know. This is that's just my speculation. I put Yoda appearing in the Last Jedi in a visual form, not just as a voice, at almost a certainty like 99 percent. like yes. i am certain yeah that yoda is going to be in this movie yeah, yeah. hearing obi-wan i'd say very high as well mm-hmm. seeing obi-wan i'll say 50 50 yeah i don't know because That's... you know obviously sir al guinness has been dead for many years mm-hmm. you think they could do a would a... they use ewan mcgregor and prosthetics and some digital touch-ups and then either have him attempt the voice or have someone like Steven Stanton, who does an excellent right. older Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. um, 
possibility. The other one, the third one that kind of just popped up into people's thoughts, at least for The Last Jedi, is could we see Anakin Skywalker, Mm. Hayden Christensen, Mm. because he showed up at Celebration first time in 15 years. Right. Was it just because it was the 40th 40th anniversary anniversary? or they starting to say, you know, getting Mm. how people feel about it? Because we know in the most recent Blu-ray release of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen as a Force ghost mm-hmm. appears at well, the end of the movie. My favorite thing about these movies, kind of, well, I shouldn't say these movies because there's only been two of them, being Episode 7 and, and uh, Rogue One, is that they're referencing the entire Star Wars um, saga. That's one thing I like the most about at Rogue One is like there was Bail Organa. There was the same actor that played Bail Organa. There was Mon Mothma, the same actress that played her in episode three, but deleted, deleted scenes. And you saw this connection between the prequel trilogy, the classic trilogy, and now the sequel trilogy. So um, for them to put Yoda in there would be incredible. For them to, to attempt uh, in any way an Obi-Wan would be incredible. And then, and obviously, for us to see, you know, Ray and then Luke from the classic trilogy would be awesome. Um, but, uh, but who knows? And 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 to see to see a uh, um, Anakin Skywalker, I think it's reaching a bit. I don't know if we will. Yeah, but... I, I mean, I, like I said, Yoda, I put near a hundred. Obi Wan visually, fifty fifty at best. Mm. I'd say Hayden Christensen as a Force Ghost Anakin. I'd say probably pretty low. Yeah, I would say is it like on my 25%. wish list? Yes, because I wanted to see him in Rogue One. I right. and when we knew Vader was going to be in, people thought, "Hey, maybe there'll be a back to tank scene or him well, putting on the there suit." There was a back Wouldn't to tank cool scene. If yeah. it was Anakin Sky or if it was Hayden Christensen right. portraying Anakin. Again. Well, there was a back to tank scene, but it it didn't pan out that it, that they that would that would have been their opportunity to use him. Right. Um. In that movie, and they didn't, at least from my knowledge, didn't use him for that. No. For that. Um. For that scene but um yeah i don't i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll that's that's the thing about and and one more comment before we move on here they interviewed a, was it colin trevorrow yeah. trevorrow who's doing episode nine correct and he said he is putting 110 percent of himself into the episode nine and one of the things i loved about his response is he's not thinking of it as just one. he's they're thinking about it as creating one movie episode nine they're thinking about it being the last of nine movies they're thinking about it being the last of three movies. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, and so that's cool because they're really doing their job of connecting the entire saga. You know, and it's, that's the doing episode nine is probably the toughest job in all of these. Well, maybe the first, maybe episode seven, but episode nine to try to wrap up nine movies worth of stuff. Kind of. I know they say that, but they're making 10, 11, 12. Like, yeah. You can't tell me. like For four point whatever billion it was that they spent on this, and I know when these three movies are done, plus Rogue One, Han Solo, and whatever sta- other standalones they announced this summer, mm-hmm. like they'll have made their money back. Then you have Star Wars well, Land and all that, and merchandise I, isn't even counted in that. They will make 10, 11, and 12. It's just, is it going to be like five years from now, 10 years 10 from, from now? Are they going to... Right. right. Are they going to include... If they all survive, Ray, Poe, Finn, mm-hmm. Kylo, mm-hmm. Luke, well, will the, Luke survive this one and come back even right. more in, in 10, 11, and 12? Well, this is, um, this is a decision, it, even though even though 
it's Disney's decision. It's really the fans' decision because if the fans keep making every single movie that comes out a billion-dollar movie, Disney's not going to have any choice but to keep making movies. I mean, they're not going to stop making movies if if every single movie they come that comes out that they Star Wars movie makes over a billion dollars or more. They're you know this is kind of it's in the fans' hands whether or not they keep making movies. Uh, you know, I don't. Right. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think uh, um no, I completely agree. If people are going to spend the money, they're going to take advantage of it. With the theme park not opening till 2019, this trilogy will be over by the time right. the theme park opens. Right. So you got to expect that they're thinking for the future. My this is just me. I think so we're getting Last Jedi 2018, excuse me, 2017, Han Solo 2018, Episode 9 2019. We'll have a standalone in 2020. Mhm. 2021 and 2022. Okay. I, I honestly think they're going to keep making standalone movies until they feel it's time to make another trilogy. Well, I honestly, I think they're going to do that sooner than later. I think we could see an announcement for episode 10 that episode 10 will be May 2023, which mm. will be four, just four years since mm. now. If they want it to be an older version of these characters, then maybe they'll wait. Right. I just feel like if each of the three saga movies makes two plus billion dollars, yeah. to put it on the shelf for more than like five years, I think yeah. you're risking. I yeah. think you're risking it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I, I, I see that sometimes. Um, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. And you're, and you're basically, um, echoing what I just said about money. You know, and it does come down to that. But at the same time, I look at why are these movies so popular. Because you get to see Han Solo, right. thirty five years after. He yeah, played yeah, Han no, you're Solo. right about that. There's you're a right, nostalgic yeah. factor that plays into that as well, and will that nostalgia be there for like, oh, four years ago I watched Ray, you know, do this, and then, but time sometimes allows them to pay off in dividends. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Uh, if they don't put it out, if you see Ray, if you don't see. Daisy Ridley play Ray for 15 years and she comes back to reprise her role. No, That's you're right gonna about sell that. a lot of you're tickets. Right. Just like, you know, this movie's going to sell a lot of tickets. I hate to say it, you know why? Because cuz um Carrie Fisher's in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. People that may, may maybe aren't necessarily huge Star Wars fans are going to be like, "Dang, you know, I, Carrie I, Fisher's in this movie and she's not living anymore. Like this is her last role, movie I, role." I know people will a lot of people want to think that Luke's going to die at some point. I just mm. I feel like with with Carrie Fisher not being around, like you can't have both of them, like ne- no one being nine, right? Because obviously Han Solo can't be in no. nine. Now Carrie Fisher was already said she won't be in nine, even though her brother made it sound like she was going right. to be in no. nine. No, That's she's, not happening. She's not happening. If if Luke dies in eight, now I know you could say he could come back as a Force Ghost. He in could. Nine. He could. He could do the whole Obi Wan thing and come back and still be in. The but movie. I think I think it should be it'd be better if he made a physical appearance in nine and then mm. moved on right in nine and then showed up as a Force Ghost in nine, um, right. much like Yoda did uh, right. in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. where you see him in a physical form at the beginning and, and then, then and, goes and, at the end. He goes at the end. So I uh, well, the, the the rumor was that episode. Seven was supposed to be Han's movie, focused kind of as far as legacy characters. Eight Episode, was supposed to be Luke's, and, and nine, nine was supposed, supposed to be Leia's. Leia's. It was Leia's, yeah. So, so I that's obviously that um that plans 
you know. That's the biggest gone. hurdle they've had. Oh, without since, a doubt. Since uh, the initial stuff when it was announced in 2012, the biggest hurdle now is dealing with the uh, the lack of Carrie Fisher, which is just heartbreaking mm. and, and uh, it's awful. I mean, that was that was one of the highlights of celebration. What Billy Lord did and the uh, the tribute to to Carrie Fisher at the end yeah. of uh, the 40th anniversary panel. Oh my gosh! What, what moving and then to go right to a surprise concert by. John freaking Williams, yeah. are you kidding me? Like yeah. I was, I had just got home from the hospital, was sitting yeah. on my couch streaming it, yeah. and you know the Carrie Fisher thing ended. I'm like, wow, man, that was really good. And they turn over and as soon as they turn to an orchestra, mm-hmm. for, just from crazy. the back, I'm like, that's John yeah. freaking Williams, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And he starts playing Leia's theme. I know, oh my gosh, and then and then of course you know to have, um, to have uh, George Lucas there, you know, he was like. He was like, "This is the, the special sauce of Star Wars." Yeah, you know, right. like, you know, the best conductor composer in the galaxy. It was like, "Oh my gosh, can't get any better than that." And you know, I kind of, I kind of feel bad for George Lucas in a way. Like, you can see he's still very passionate about Star Wars. I mean, who he wouldn't you be? If yeah, you created something like you know. This? But I'm just saying, like, you know, he probably comes home from from celebration. He can't help to be kind of reinvigorated, like you know, like pumped up about Star Wars. And I kind of feel bad, like he's not at all involved whatsoever in the movies. Um, yeah, that kind of petered out. And maybe we'll see him revisit it someday. He visited mm-hmm. Rogue One, and he yeah. said it was very high on Rogue One. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, all right, we're only we're halfway like, through this, so let's get yeah, moving let's get here. Get all right, we get this Christmas, because it comes out December 2017. All right. Now, Brent mentioned it a little bit when I asked for his general stuff, and here I'm going to back it up just mm-hmm. a little bit. At first, when I saw these, I thought pod racers. Right. When they first flopped down there, I was like, whoa, pod racers, that's awesome. And then I was like, okay, this is the planet crate, once again, from makingstarwars.net. They had the scoop first. It has been since confirmed. It was actually in the Rogue One Visual Dictionary uh, in, in a, a mention. It's spelled C-R-A-I-T. This, I believe, is the location of an old resistance base. I don't think it's mm-hmm. one that they're were currently occupying. Now, maybe they go back there. Again, this is all kind of uh, speculation. But you see these resistance vehicles that are kind of a cross between a Naboo Starfighter, a Pod Racer, and a B-Wing. And I don't... People say they are emitting the red smoke. I actually think it's them dragging something along uh, the ground. I feel if, that is causing the cracked earth yeah. to spew to the, me uh, it red dust. It doesn't look like smoke. It looks like sand. Right. It looks like dust. So Anakin can't be in this movie then. Yeah, yeah. He hates sand. Yeah, he hates sand. You see the girl who got him to yeah. sign a jar of sand. Yeah. <laughs> At least he was a good sport about it. But anyways, <laughs> the 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 racer fighter things that we just mentioned aren't my main focus in this. Oh, my yeah. main focus in this is dead the center of yeah. the screen. Well, we we did see AT, well, whatever in Rogue walkers One. in Rogue One, but only they, they were, were walking. Really, they, they were, were just... ATACTs. Yeah. They were cargo transport. No, no, no. Transport we saw versions. them in Episode Seven too. Well, we saw them standing, standing there. Yeah, yeah. And these were those are first order walkers. Mm-hmm. Now these are supposedly different from those. How do you know? Because of making Star Wars net, dude. Oh my god! Well, you can't see that by looking at these things. Look at it. Well. From what has been said by Jason Ward at MakingStarWars.net, these are supposedly First Order Heavy Assault Walkers, mm. and they are built like gorillas. Whereas oh, I they did put hear about their this. Arms to down, and they have those thick yes. arms. So these are apparently reinforced 
legs on well, these walkers. Can, and you can see that. On and there. you can tell if you would zoom in and if it was better quality. You can definitely tell that those front legs are a lot thicker you than we've seen see, before. You can see that. Supposedly, the first order walkers we saw standing in Force Awakens, I'm not even sure they would go up to the belly of these. Mm. So these are massive walkers mm -hmm. that we're seeing on crate. So when I saw that, I immediately was super excited. I, I knew they'd be in there because the MSW guys are amazing and got so much of the Force Awakened and Rogue One right that I didn't doubt that we wouldn't see the yeah. walkers. But seeing them, I don't in know the how they do that. Awesome. But yeah, that's this crazy. is actually my Twitter cover image. Oh, really? Is, uh, is yeah. the uh, the Resistance? Uh, well, you got, here it's a great shot. I mean, you got you, you got, got the, the lens flare, yeah, right? lens flare there with the reflection from the sun. You got the, the 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 walkers, and then you got these new ships, which I guess we'll find out what they're called. And that was a big sticking point for a lot of people: is new ships, and we'll get talk, well, touch more on that yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. Although, yeah, they're cool. All right, so our first view of Finn of uh, John Boyega, and I believe that this is what. Uh, he, what has been dubbed a biohexacrypt, because mm. apparently Finn yes. has to say it, a lot. and it was kind of a running joke. Right. It looks like it's a pod, you know, for healing purposes. Crypt. So kind of a newer yeah. version of a back to tank. Right. Biohexacrypt. Yeah. And that's all we see of Finn, I think, in this trailer. You see some writing there, and some sort yeah, of someone was trying to de decrypt this arabesque. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. Somebody was. Of already... course, dude. Nerds, yeah. man. What, 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 what else do we have to do yeah. <laughs> than to literally frame by frame trying to diagnose what's going on and so decrypt what, what ancient it, languages what that are say? completely made up? I don't know. I, I, I didn't get into it. So, our first shot of BB-8 and Poe Dameron running on a what I'm assuming is a resistance um, ship. Yep, you uh, obviously apparently see... under attack. Obviously, he's, uh, Poe Dameron's wearing the same kind of outfit you saw in episode Yeah, not seven. many changes there. Yep. Um, Once again, we get to see his X-Wing blow up. Yep. We saw it in Force Awakens. And Do you notice what else we see in this, in this clip shot? Um, we see an A-Wing, the we back do. of an A-Wing on the, the front, left. And an A-Wing on the right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Front this over the there. front of an A-Wing. And we did see that, if you remember. Um, I don't know if you saw the video clip of, like, the prince. The prince yeah, of yeah. Um, England. England. The, the, yeah. Yeah. They were sitting in the cockpit. They were, yeah, sitting yeah. in the cockpit of the A-wing. So we knew kind of that there was going to be A-wings return. We're going to be A-wings returning, but and there is a blow explosion. Uh, now we cut to an in-atmosphere battle, and the Tie Fighter blows up. Why did the Tie Fighter blow up? There's well, the Falcon. We see the Millennium Falcon. So I assume this is Ray, Ray. Chewbacca, and R two making a triumphant return, possibly Luke? off of Ock two. Yeah, is, is Luke with her? We don't know. And then we get an awesome shot yes. of what I'm assuming is probably the only part in this teaser that happens past the halfway mark. Mm -hmm. My guess is this is near the end of the movie, mm -hmm. and it's the only shot from the end of the movie I think we see. Possibly. Um, possibly this could be when Luke and Rey are rumored to be fighting Kylo Ren and some mm -hmm. other form of... Now, it was originally thought to be the Knights of Ren, mm -hmm. um, but now, once again, Jason Ward at Making Star Wars said that there's... Um, kind of a higher order of almost like bodyguards, similar to like Imperial Royal Guards, I think, that have something to do with uh, protection and mm. could be sent from Snoke to go with Kylo to take care of um, presumably Luke and Rey. Again, that's all conjecture, uh, but very cool images of Rey running. Then we finally get to see a baddie. We see Kylo Ren, 
The lightsaber is back, which is amazing because oh. people were concerned they weren't going to see it again. The cross saber, the, the that form of saber, uh, something we hadn't seen before this. To and, me, it uh, looks even more like uh, unstable. Yes, to yep. me it does. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a shot. Um, close up. I don't some know. people are saying, does Kylo Ren have Sith eyes, or is that just a reflection? That, that in my opinion, would be a reflection. We've heard Ryan Johnson confirm that his scar has been moved. Yes, because I it heard was that. Unfeasible. Mm-hmm. And kind of looked weird to have it the way it ended in The Force Awakens. Right. Now we see a scar that very reminiscent the... of Anakin Skywalker's. Right. In, um... It's kind of a, an in-between of Anakin's and Kylo Ren's from the end of Force Awakens. We've right. kind of shifted between those two things right. now. Yeah. Uh, but very cool shot. Then also another shot that I love comes right after that. Oh, so there you see Luke. I guess it's Luke dropping to his knees with R two. So I'm assuming this is a flashback. Yeah, I think this is part of the Force back. I think I we're see... going to see more of what we saw in the Force Awakens, where you see his hand going to R two, right? And there's fire, you know, and embers draining down. I this think is... this is just another another view of that. It's absolutely, Oct two here though, because you can see the greenery here. I mean, it looks like that. You've temples this looks like a temple structure so i'd imagine i don't i honestly i don't think it's going to be ak you don't think so no i don't think they came to ak to destroy the academy oh i like if this is part oh, of the force back right this isn't going to be living Ak-2 somewhere he was yeah. looking for ak right. so wherever his academy was i right. think that's where this will be right okay um, so we see well you see r2 here that's cool yeah finally got to see r2 um now the next shot they kind of make you want to think it's a part of this destruction, but I believe, much like Ben Hart said on the Star Wars Underworld, this is a that this shot, shot is from on a ship. If mm-hmm. you see in the left corner, you kind of see a hangar. So I think when you saw Poe's X-Wing and that hangar blow up, I think this is from the oh. aftermath of that. And so that is getting... clearly Captain Phasma. Yep, getting raided First here. Order Stormtroopers boarding this resistant ship. And I'm very excited to uh, see Phasma back and in action. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was hoping to see some of the Executioner Stormtroopers we've been hearing about from uh, MSW. But we did not glimpse those in this teaser. And now we get to an awesome scene in space. Awesome space battle on the heels of Rogue One, which had the best space battle in any Star Wars movie. I 100% agree with that. I was watching it the other day. Caitlin and I were watching it actually um, the other night. And... Um, first time I got to watch it on my TV because I was watching it on my phone before. Or I do most of my watching, I guess. Um, and uh, it at a good spot. And uh, oh yeah, A wing there. But um, but yeah, I totally agree that Rogue One has the best um space space in space battle of all the Star Wars movies. And I used to think. I mean, we we talked to the guys on right on, SW no, SW yeah. about best this. space battles and best space battles. And one of mine Revenge was at the, the time. Sith. My at the time, well, Revenge of the Sith is awesome too, but my at the time was Return of the Return Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That was the first big space battle. I mean, right. like, we saw one in A New Hope, mm-hmm. but the right. way they did it in Return of the Jedi was really cool. Was and really then, cool. man, when Revenge of the Sith came and they did that beginning, beginning the, uh, oh, battle beginning in Coruscant. so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rogue One, I, to me, just had... Rogue One has an incredible last 45 minutes of that movie, man. Uh, but so, Last Jedi, we see an A-Wing, we see X-Wings, mm-hmm. and we see what look like new frigates yeah. similar to the Some nebulon sort of class um are they kind of like the medical frigates are they just the new resistance but there's a lot of them well they're fi- are they firing here is that right they're coming from yeah them? they are attacking too so so they yeah. just they they resemble the medical frigates uh mm-hmm. 
But it so almost it, like is like a B wing again. Like it's like yeah. you got the wing here, and you got like right. the pod thing up top. So yeah, so it is interesting. Is yeah. uh, you know where are they going to come from? Why didn't we see them in the Force Awakens? But they have a nice little bit yeah, here. Yeah, because when you think about it, they don't have a lot of time to de- develop new uh, ships and machinery right. so and things like that. A lot that of technology. people are saying, "Oh, well, it's part of the New Republic, mm. not the Resistance." But now that the main Republic was destroyed away, now they're all yeah. one entity. Mm. Uh, so that's my. And so guess. maybe maybe Leia now is in charge of the Republic as well as the possible. Like, she's Very like possible. head of all of it. Ryan Johnson, director of Episode Eight is was known to have been a contributor to bloodline the mm. book about the book written by claudia gray just reach back here and touch my that. bookshelf bloodline written by claudia gray the only new star wars book in the new canon that i have read and was amazing was it really good um it's really good if you want to borrow it, you can. It's set just six years before The Force Awakens. Oh, you six years. do not hear from Luke or Kylo Ren in it. Or, well, technically Kylo Ren doesn't exist yet. Ben so- he is oh. still Ben Solo mm. in Bloodline. Six years before The Force Awakens. Mm. It's mentioned that Ben is with Luke training. Mm-hmm. You Obviously, you hear from Han Solo and, and um, Senator um, Organa. And they set up the First Order in it. And there's a few things, such as the two different forms of political factions in the New Republic, the Populous and the Centrist. Mm. They introduce new characters. Uh, Corsella is introduced in the book, okay. who you saw perish yep. in The Force Awakens. And an incident called the, the Napkin Incident. I don't want to give anything away, that was specifically penned and Claudia Gray was persuaded by Ryan Johnson to include it and how it went down. Really? So a lot of people speculate if you read Bloodline, some of those characters may be popping up in The Mm. Last Jedi. So I am very glad of all the books sitting on my shelf that I haven't read yet. I have read Bloodline and it was worth the read. Uh, the best Star Wars book I've ever read. It's, I haven't read a lot, so that's mm-hmm. not saying much. But very well done by Claudia Gray. And if you are a fan of Princess Leia, Leia Organa, mm-hmm. it's a it's a great great read. Um, sure has a lot to do with her. Does it have anything with Han Solo in it? Probably Han not. Solo is in it. Oh. As mentioned, um, he is still. I think he's still with Chewbacca. I don't think it's the time when they had split up and gone their separate ways for a bit. Um, well, the other than like you start to see the beginnings of the First Order and there are things that happen that will play into The Last Jedi, the biggest thing is about Darth Vader. Uh, no one no one knows that mm-hmm. Leia and Luke are son and daughter to Darth Vader. Oh, really? So that's kind of been forgotten over time. No, not forgotten. No one knows. How would that no one know? Well, no one oh, knew. Yeah. Why would anyone have known? Well, what about Han Solo? He would. He help. didn't tell anyone. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's a big part of the book. Well, oh, so how does so Ben Solo maybe finding out that information? He does find out that information. Holy moly! So it's about him finding. Well, out. I mean, it really, like, the, there's very little mention of Luke or Ben, mm. but it is Leia talking about Ben 
Wow. Um, at, at parts. So, like, he discovers who he is, and then that kind of is his, is his push it's, towards it, the dark it's side. It's insinuated that he will find out. You don't actually hear or see him find out, but um, mm. Leia talks about um, how she wanted to be able to tell him the news, and she is unable to mm. um, as a result of the book. Uh, now, the mm. book's been out almost a year, but it's definitely worth reading uh, for sure. So, yeah. Last Jedi tied in with Bloodline because Ryan Johnson had his hand into the... Well, one thing that we didn't get a lot of um, was politics in Episode 7. More from the space battle. It's time for the Jedi to end. So there yeah. it is. So the, the last part is Luke saying, which is not a voiceover. It's actually filmed. Whether or not it ends up in the movie is still up for debate. Time but for you have Luke saying, basically, I know one thing. It's time for the Jedi to end. Which is why, obviously, uh, on, on, uh, obviously, but honestly, I think why, well, I, I'm, I wasn't at Star Wars Celebration, but when you got a year ago, Chewie were home, and you got all those people going, yeah! because it was a happy moment if i was at star wars celebration and when i the first time i watched this like my reaction was sweet wait what right (laughs) you know what i mean well when they they did the (laughs) dramatic pause like i only know one One thing thing. yeah it's time for the jedi and i was like make a comeback and And then he's like to to end end. i'm like what (laughs) no i don't see a way that i don't jedi the term the word jedi in Star Wars lore is so such a it's like a cornerstone of Star Wars. Right. I cannot see Lucasfilm completely eliminating the word or the meaning of Jedi for the remainder of canon. Right. I don't think you have it in the title of two of out of the nine of your movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, without yeah. keeping it. Although I guess you could technically say they got rid of Sith and well, Revenge of the Sith is the name of a title or movie too. So. And maybe, maybe that's not all of the. I mean, I know we see his mouth moving there, but I right. I, maybe there's, that's not the entire line. Maybe it's like no. you know, you know, there's light Jedi and then there's dark Jedi, and you know, there's such thing that we've heard of, I guess, called a gray Jedi. Which yeah, that is gets people going. In, let's, in let's not go there. You know, I don't know. I, you tap into the dark, you tap into the light, and then you find balance. You know what I mean? With yeah, that. I mean, I definitely think we're going down a path where we're we're learning more about light, dark, and balance. I I think if this or a form of this ends up in the movie with Luke ta- telling, I'm assuming Ray that the Jedi have to end, it's going to be at the very beginning because mm. no way is it going to end that right. way. Like this is a right. beginning this thing is... that he says, and and we're trying, and I guess at this point we're looking at Luke and we're saying, okay, where is he right now? Because you you saw Luke at the end of Episode Seven and you saw that look on his face, and it said a million things, but what you really don't know what kind of character he is right now. And you have Mark Hamill himself saying, I read the script, I played the part in episode eight, and I don't really agree where, where Luke is right now. But um, who knows? I mean, it could be, it could go a lot of different directions, yeah. but it sounds to me like it's going to be a very dark direction. And if his Jedi, if he created a Jedi school, and that Jedi school was burnt to the ground, as we saw in the trailer, which we assume that's what it is, he has, and his nephew became a 
dark Jedi or a Sith in a way, you you gotta make you gotta you're led to believe that Luke is pretty jaded right. <laughs> about this whole thing. Oh yeah, you know Luke Luke has a kind of a legit reason to be kind of uh, pissed off and uh, maybe kind of given up a little bit with with the whole um, Jedi, uh, you know. Right, it's understandable. Life. Yeah, it's a little bit more understandable. So for, to see a very conflicted Luke in this movie, I think I, I would be welcome to that. To see a dark Luke, to see a, like a Luke that thinks that the Jedi are to be extinct, I don't. I think that's going to be the jaded part of Luke that Leia, that Ray is going to say. I think I think Ray is going like I said before in this podcast. I think Ray is going to be the one to kind of bring him back. Just like I think he, she needs him to help her, you know. Um, I think it's going to be a very symbiotic type of relationship there that we're going to see. But that's just my theory. Well, we'll probably won't get too much more in terms of clips and dialogue and photos until D23 and San Diego Comic-Con, which is uh, about three months away, uh, middle to end of July. And then we'll likely get a trailer in the fall, so... You know, it's, uh, well, hey, eight months from today is Christmas, so in a little less than eight months, we'll have seen The Last Jedi. Oh, my gosh. So cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining yep. me on this Thank episode you. of Tangents. You know, you're kind of, like I said, the de facto co-host, so when something else big happens in uh, geeky, nerdy, pop culture type things, I'm sure Star Wars or Ghostbusters related most likely, uh, we'll be sure to have another one of these episodes, and hopefully next time... Uh, we can at least invite your brother on. Maybe we can talk uh, with Greg, mm-hmm. and um, we'll go from there. But yeah, super excited for episode eight and the future of Star Wars in general. And hey, maybe we could even have a tangent this summer with a behind-the-scenes trailer and an announcement of the next uh, one, two, or three standalone movies. Yeah, there's. I'm sure I expect that to happen at D23 as well. Well, with them releasing this information today about episode nine being in 2000. 19 is in may and they're now having, on the clock yeah i mean everything is i mean when you think about it, this movie's on the clock i mean episode eight is and then and then right on the heels of that we're gonna see han solo movie right. so it's gonna be it's gonna be fast episode eight is in marketing out in eight months episode or han solo is filming, filming out currently. in just over a year yeah episode nine will probably start filming this fall Mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about because episode eight isn't even out yet i know they'll start filming episode nine probably late fall is my guess and then you're like well there's nothing else announced mm-hmm. so uh kathleen kennedy has said that we'll probably have something this summer i assume that means d23 because that's the disney conference yeah that's a big thing for them well and i see i honestly feel like i always said this in the beginning i don't get get uh, repetitious here but um they, i think we're not going to see another trailer then Right, I, I think, think it's we'll a, get behind the scenes. I think we'll get behind the scenes. I think it's too soon. Yeah, I, I agree. To, I, to I think that. we'll see a, a trailer probably in October. But usually those behind the scenes stuff uh, reels give us a little bit more um, glimpses than even a trailer. It's a little but, bit longer too. Yeah. About three minutes or so, three right. or four minutes. So yeah, it'll be cool to see. And uh, we look forward to it. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So until next time, that was Brent Barentazen. I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for listening to Tangents with Friends. You can find more episodes at jmnjrradio.com.
And if you do want to hear about sports, tune into the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show live every Sunday.